Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hello, Fiona. She's joining us live here back on the podcast and Zoomcast. It's Fiona McAllister. Yes, our image consultant and owner of her own company called Style by Fiona, based out of Calgary, but she can help you worldwide with her style. That's stylebyfiona.com. And welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm doing fine, thanks. Good to see you. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, if you're the first time listening today, I should let you know that I'm taking a new way to look at uh, fashion. So yes, I'm, I'm an edu- try that again. Yes, I am an image consultant, and I'm also a certified counselor. And what I help women and men do is learn how to understand their emotional connection with their clothes so that they can dress more um, authentically and what's the word I'm looking for? Like being conscious of what, being aware. There's a word for that, but it's not coming to me at the moment. (laughs) Yeah. So that's in a nutshell what I do. And in order to do that, we both look at the physical side of how to dress as well as the emotional uh, reactions, I guess you could say, that our brain has to um, what we look, how we look, what we wear, and how all of that fits together. Yeah. Interesting. Why do we choose what we choose? Yeah. How does it, what, how do you break it down to the psychology of it? Let's hear this. Okay. <laughs> well, there's a lot that gets involved um, in, in choosing what we wear and I think the uh, the beginning of it all is really kind of boils down to our self-worth and our Mm -hmm. self-esteem and that can come from any number of places right when we're small we learn our self-esteem based on usually what our parents tell us and that's where it starts Um, and sometimes if we have parents who were who were healthy and loving, then we can start off with a pretty good self-esteem. Um, and sometimes that wasn't our situation growing up, so self-esteem takes a bit of a kick if mom and dad gave us um, certain rules, like we're, I mean, nobody ever says, well, I shouldn't say that, there are unfortunately. People, you're like, wait a sec, yeah. <laughs> but some parents where they say, I don't love you, sadly, but mm-hmm. most of the time, it's an implied rule, like we're all lawyers, you're going to be a lawyer or um, those kinds of family patterns. Mm-hmm. And when we make choices that break away from the expectations of family, parents, uh, society, whoever it is, it challenges us to really look at our how we think about ourselves and how we feel about ourselves, right? And so um, when we do that, it can be really hard to maintain a sense of self because you have to kind of build it, your sense of self outside of the family or outside of your group of friends or outside of your religion or maybe not outside, but is a separate bubble, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So that you have your idea of who you are as a person and then how you interact with the family, the world around you. It's so that it doesn't be that my family is who I am or my, my friends are who I am, Right. And when we've gotten stuck in those kinds of thinking patterns or feeling patterns, then um, the clothes that we choose to wear 
are usually based on other people's opinions on what they want us to wear, what they think we should wear to fit in into whatever group it is that you feel you need to belong to in order to be safe, right? And so the start of, even though most of us have never really thought about it this way, the start of what we choose to wear really does stem from our self-esteem and our self-worth. Because if we feel like crap about ourselves, then usually two things happen. One of two things happen. We either will um, dress to hide, so only all wear all black or, or whatever, or the other thing that can happen is we let go completely of our appearance. And when I say let go, I don't mean like in a shameful way. I just mean that because we don't feel good about ourselves, why would we bother to look nice? Um, and so that that's another thing that can happen. I'm sure there's more that I'm not aware of. But mm-hmm. And by the I way, will... if anyone does want to chime in about this or have any other questions for Fiona, you can call us at 631-307-4010, 631-307-4010. Uh, feel free to call in at any point. Go ahead. Yes, <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm here to help us change the way we understand fashion and how we can use it as a as a tool for healing, really, and not just how we look on the outside, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, there's many different things that fashion can be as well. It can be a, a form of communication. It can be a form of comfort, um, both psychologically and physically. Mm-hmm. Um, it can help us with our body image and body acceptance. Like there's just so many psychological things that fashion can do for us that are just barely being started to be researched in the academic world, right? And I mean, I've been doing image consulting for the last 12 years and I've seen all of these sorts of things in my work with individual people. Um, And so (laughs) I am so happy now that academia has finally gotten on board, at least a little bit, there's a few little pockets that um, fashion is not this frivolous thing that, I mean, everybody wears clothes, right? Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so at some point in your life. Yeah. um, Well, I like, I guess my biggest thing that people have had said to me is they're like, well, I don't, I don't have any kind of connection with my clothes. I, I just get dressed in the morning. I said, okay, that's fine. But that is still actually a form of connection with your clothes. You use clothes in the basest form of physical protection and not being naked, right? Yeah. So it's still a relationship or a connection with your clothes, True. but for you, or not you specifically, but for that person, <laughs> it's just a matter of that this is their, they use clothes for its basic function, right? Mm-hmm. True. And that can also be related to um, self-esteem concerns. I mean, for some people, it legitimately is just like, I don't care. I just need to not be naked, right? Yeah. And they would rather spend their time and energy on um, whatever their pursuits are. But that can also be a way of, of hiding and avoiding doing the deeper work when it comes to finding out who are I, uh, sorry, who am I? How do I want to portray myself, right? So, yeah, yeah, there's just different ways that that one can work. Um, when it comes to the psychological side of things. So, yeah, in the essence, it all starts with how we feel about ourselves. And um, when we when we start saying, hey, maybe, maybe it is important to care about how I look, that can be really daunting because it's a huge step, especially if you have no idea about what works for you or what doesn't. 
And that's another reason why people stay in the um, just using clothes as a basic function kind of relationship. <clears throat> Excuse me, because it's too scary, mm-hmm. right? Like, it can be very scary to try anything new or try a new look. How are the people in my life going to respond to me? Are they going to reject me? Are they going to accept me? Are they still going to love me if I change the way I dress, if I change the way I, well, do anything, my hair, you know, if I change the way I act? Um, So, so much of our childhood is spent protecting ourselves and making sure we're safe, right? Mm -hmm. And then when we grow up, if the patterns that kept us safe no longer actually are helping us, it can be very, very scary and challenging to move past those um those beliefs about yourself right, right. like yeah. it can actually oh sorry you no no that? like my mother i think i might have told you this before she always wore black right when she was alive and she was very depressed always very self um um uh, what's the word not not secure at all insecure she was very uh and she always felt best in black because she looked thinner she felt better and that's why i said oh my gosh i said I think black means you are depressed or you are hiding something. I mean, I think clearly that part of it all, but she wore black like, um, it was like, not morbid, what's the name, Morticia? <laughs> like the Adams family all the time, black. I'm like, I'm surprised your wedding dress wasn't black, mom, when you got married. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and black, when people use black in that regard, it's actually a form of protection, right? Yeah. Because... If you don't wear color, people don't notice you. Um, And then you don't have to deal with that kind of attention. And so, I mean, whatever your quote unquote uniform is, clothing can be used as a source of security emotionally, Mm -hmm. not just about how you look, but you know, for people who, for example, if it's all right, if I use your mom, since you brought her up, um, if she was you know, feeling very self-conscious, self-critical, depressed, like you're saying, then black is the safe choice, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then for her, black becomes a source of of protection and security um, for her to protect her emotional self and the connection that she has with her emotional self. And I mean, the reason why I know so much about this is because I actually had a really dark period in my life about 10 years ago where I was even con- contemplating suicide. I didn't have a, um, a plan, but it was certainly in the realm of consideration, I guess you could say. And so I, I understand when people say, well, what do you know about depression? I'm like a lot more than, than I would ever want to, but mm-hmm. I understand because I've been there, right? And the thing that started me on this whole connection and this whole path about putting all of these things together was that I followed the advice of the fashion industry, which was look better, feel better. And yes, to a certain extent, we certainly do feel better when we look better. But my problem was, is that I had gone to image consulting training and I learned how to make myself look stunning, look amazing on the outside, but I still had all of my undealt with trauma and childhood concerns and whatever on the inside, right? Um, And so it's doing both that I find has the best results for people when they do the hard, and it's really grueling sometimes to do those emotional works. I mean, I was in counseling for seven years every week. Now, maybe not everybody needs it quite that badly, but (laughs) I felt pretty broken. (laughs) 
yeah. when I got to the point where I was thinking about suicide, right? I was like, <sighs> it took a long time to get there. And so it wasn't a quick fix to get out. You know what I'm saying? And so um, my goal in all of this and saying all of that is to help women understand that taking care of the outside can be a stepping stone to learning how to take care of the inside too. Mm-hmm. So when we, if we haven't, or and the other thing is, is if we've, sometimes we've learned that our value only comes from how we look, right? And True. so as we age, as we have babies, as our bodies change, go through, you know, menopause, all of those things, mm-hmm. or start the process of menopause, all of that stuff, is that we may feel like especially for people who were in the um the beauty industry sometimes getting older can be really challenging because they feel that their their worth came from the way they looked and so did their paycheck for a long time right Mm -hmm. and so um it's embracing the whole process of life and using clothing as a support to help us learn how to still love our bodies even as they change and not allow that critical inner voice to be so loud because it's so loud <laughs> it's so oh nice. you put on extra weight oh you got cellulite i'm like yeah well the mm-hmm. only person who doesn't have cellulite has got it photoshopped off so exactly well, they're still 14 right <laughs> mm-hmm. <It's> so true <laughs> um but yeah it's 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 something that's a lot to be said for but i want to also just remind everyone how we can reach you and just let you know our lines are open 631-307-4010 and again that's uh, 631-300-4010 so uh would you mind telling us again how we can reach you personally sure you can email me at fiona at stylebyfiona.com and you can also uh, text or call at 403-966-5896 and um i'm on most of the socials, there's probably some new ones that I don't know about, but, <laughs> and my handle, is that the word? I don't even know, but my name on all of the socials is Style by Fiona. So YouTube, if you type in, go like go into the app and I probably spend the most time on YouTube and Instagram, but I'm on a few of the other ones, at least my face is there. <laughs> good, 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 good. Well, thank you for being here. All right, let's continue. So psychology of color, right? Uh, that's what we're talking about today. Um, and um, what would you say someone who's wearing lighter uh, or patterns? Like, what does that say about someone? That they're more open to things, more vibrant, more, how would you describe that? Right? If we're saying black is more like depressed and negative, what's vibrant color? Like purple, like pink? Those ones um, are usually used in one of two ways. They're either somebody who is very energetic and um, outgoing or they can be used also as a protection in in a way for people who um, have insecure feelings but they deal with it the opposite way by becoming arrogant and um, uh, yeah so insecurity either turns inward or outward most of the time Mm -hmm. so when people are turning inward on their insecurities they attack themselves they end up depressed like i had done and people who are insecure um, and push it outwards usually end up attacking other people and so sometimes they will dress very vibrantly and buoyantly or 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 very perfectionistically um so that nobody can see past their armor no one can see the weakness no one can see their um what am i 
uh, like their their uh, yeah well just that no one can see what they perceive to be their weaknesses, and so um, sometimes and and this is why it's so I guess important to be mm-hmm. aware of how you feel about yourself. So are you using your insecurity and pushing out your energy in an outward way, or have you got to the point where? You, well, it's usually some kind of a breaking point for people, whether or in life transition, whether it's like I, I ended up very depressed. Some people it happens to them if they're having babies or job changes or a family member dies. Mm-hmm. So these kind of things that cause us those psychological crises, right, in yeah. our lives. Um, and then that's when people will, well, they'll have the choice of do I look deeper at myself or do I continue with the old patterns? And unfortunately, a lot of us continue with the old patterns until it gets too painful to keep doing that. And then mm-hmm. we'll learn to move forward. But yeah, so like bright colors like um, pinks and, and, and oranges and all of those, when it comes to the psychology of that sort of thing, it's usually, like I said, either people who are using it as a cover for insecurity, but they're pushing their energy outward. Mm-hmm. Or it's people who've done all the hard work to become comfortable with who they are and love themselves in the body they've got then those folks will use those colors um, as a genuine expression of, of vibrancy and who they are. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> All right. Good to know. And could you change uh, your mood with psychology of color? Like, you know, if you start wearing something different, does that bring out something different in you? Like more happiness or more joy? Or would you say that works that way too? Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, I know I'm kind of using broad stroke statements here and there's all sorts of everything in between that stuff. Right. But yeah, absolutely. So when we were talking about clothing as a a comfort factor, you can use, like if you're having a drab sort Mm -hmm. of day, you can use bright colors to help lift your mood. Right. Because when you look in the mirror, you're like, oh, I don't feel good, but damn, I look good, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) or (laughs) that sort of thing. And, um, in order to answer your previous conversation about uh, patterns and stuff, when people wear patterns, it usually shows um, a willingness to try things, right? Because if you stick with black and and just solid colors, Mm -hmm. then um, that in itself is also a way to be safe, depending on what the colors are. But people who wear bright, bold patterns, like I said, they're either genuinely really vibrant for the most part, or they are trying to be that way. And you can start the process of who you want, how you want to change the inside by changing the way you dress on the outside to help you move forward in that direction, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not either or, there's like a whole process of moving from who you think you are to who you want to be. So when people say aspirational fashion, I don't mean it in the way that sometimes yeah. it's understood that if you wear this clothes and you wear this brand that makes you who you are because that's obviously not true but in the same kind of idea but with a little bit of a different twist we can use fashion as a way to say okay i want to be more outgoing or i want to try new things that i haven't done and and you know for (laughs) How that looks for different people is different yeah. for their personality, right? So, um, for somebody who's got a more reserved nature, just because of who they are, and that no judgment on any of that, but you know, trying something bold for them might be going for hoop earrings you're instead trying of studs. To. Exactly. Right? Yep. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I help try to people try to help people move out of their comfort zones, but in a timing and a way that is acceptable to them. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. Because <laughs> if you push too hard, too fast, then it but can get scary. <laughs> even psychology of color, like, what about people that dye their hair different colors? Um. Well, that's a couple of different things. Um, people, when we're dyeing our hairs, it's. Uh, well, if you're going for like big and bold colors like I am, it's because I am think my regular hair is kind of boring and I want to have more fun in my life because <laughs> I have a, um, like a dusty blonde is my natural color. And I don't know. I was just like, I'm bored with this. I need some more vibrancy in my appearance. <laughs> and sometimes people just want to change it up a little bit. Like, I think when we're dyeing hair again, that can either be a safety or, or an adventurous sort of thing. I right? think it's adventurous. I like it. I wish I had that much adventure in me. <laughs> Boring. I guess for what I would say it would be safety, it would be if somebody is going gray and they don't want to appear gray or they can't accept that they're aging a little bit more yet. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. It's just being aware of what you're, what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Like. And I have I think there's no reason why people shouldn't dye their hair if they want to hide their gray, but just be aware of it. You're like, okay, am I dyeing the gray because I don't want to appear older? Or am I dyeing the gray because, um, well, that's usually the, pretty much the only reason why people dye gray. But sometimes if they're doing it for more adventure or whatever, they'll be mm-hmm. like, I love my gray, but I'm going to put some green streaks in it. I don't yeah. know, right? <laughs> I like it. All right. And by the way, the lines are still open. We have five minutes left. You don't have to call, but it would be nice. Uh, Fiona McAllister is joining us here, our style expert, and we're talking psychology of color. But you can ask any questions. Um, uh, 631-307-4010. 631-307-4010 if you do have any questions. Um, and you're working with people virtually all over to help them, right? And in person, obviously, you're in Calgary. Um, yes. And do you get hired by companies and corporations to help brand like and help people dress in a sense for like corporate things because it kind of it's important in the workplace how you want people to dress is that something that you do not yet but I'm certainly open to that for sure because sometimes people have a lot of um well I mean I do do that but on individual level right like I I haven't been hired by a corporation to talk about dress codes or any of those kinds of things yet yeah but um I have had a lot of people say okay well what's appropriate for this kind of work what's appropriate for for that kind of work, right? And so it's about thinking about the, the dress codes and, because um, I know in, in, at least in North America, we've kind of slid in a not so great direction when it comes to the way mm-hmm. we dress. I, um, but you know, you meet people from Europe and they look amazing, right? Compared to us walking around in our grocery store in our sweatpants, right? We do, we do guilty. <laughs> and they're like, I would never go out in public like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, um, yeah, I certainly would be open to, to doing that sort of thing with companies or whatever, but uh, that's that's on the, the list of future things, I guess. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Why not? And on a daily basis, because you're in the business, like, how does it work with your closet? Like, what do you mean? because you're so involved and you're so eclectic and you could pick and choose, but do you get sick of, are you the type of person that needs new clothes all the time or you just rework things and make it work? And like recycle and, okay <laughs> cool i i do tend to buy new clothes probably every couple months 
I'll pick up a new pair of shoes or a new shirt or something. Um, but I guess because I'm very particular about what I buy, um, and because I've been doing this for so long that everything I buy kind of already self-matches my closet. <laughs> so when I go shopping, I have in my mind, okay, what can I wear this with? How can I style this? Um, so that I don't waste money on clothes yeah. that aren't going to suit me or don't look good, right? Mm -hmm. And that in itself is one of the very valuable things about seeing a style professional. So you know all the particulars it's of so your body. Fun, so yeah. you know all your colors. So mm -hmm. that your wardrobe kind of grows together naturally that way yeah because um, when you know your colors you don't tend to buy things that are not going to match with what you are or, or at least harmonize or coordinate they don't have to be an exact match right true with what you already own so um yeah i mean i've got everything from white tie down to sweatpants right like <laughs> good i didn't know if you had to look good all the time because are you that person in the supermarket that will wear sweats or you don't Sometimes, but usually only if it's an emergency or if I'm like renovating my house, then okay. I'll go to, because I'm not going to change and put on makeup and stuff. And I just got to go to the hardware store to pick up a light bulb or a paintbrush or whatever. Right. But yeah, I, I do tend to um, put more effort than is maybe strictly necessary in how I look, but I, I, I'm in the field. Right. And I'm kind of like a walking advertisement, I guess you could say for my business. Right. So yeah. It's important, at least in this business, to kind of look the part because if you're like, hey, I'm a style consultant and you're wearing like a, a ripped t-shirt and <laughs> ripped jeans, people are going to be like, really? <laughs> yeah, but everyone has their own style, right? And everything, everything goes like the corporate world used to dress all professional. Now people are more laid back. So you've seen style change go through a lot, right? Where, where, where's it heading next? Where's which heading? Uh, style, fashion. Is there something in particular that stands out more than something else that's happening? Oh my goodness, I am not a fashion forecaster. I don't no? know exactly how to answer that. I I specialize in helping people um, with their own individual style, but I am certainly not on the front ends of what gets decided is coming down the pipe in the next couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> but what I would hope is that as a society and a world even, that we take a... Um, a turn to using to well to kind of what we talked about today to be able to use fashion as a source of healing and self-expression even within the different dress codes and guidelines and uniforms that you might have to wear to work and if you can't do it at work then do it on your free time right mm -hmm. um, because so much of the fashion industry at the top levels is and obviously it has to be profit driven because if you yeah. don't make a money you can't have a company and, mm -hmm. and i'm not saying anything bad about <coughs> profit driven I just hope that it can can shift as well to carrying more um, clothes that are are good for a broader range of body types and sizes and colors and all of those sorts of things. Yeah. Oh well, thank you and uh, appreciate our time here together. I wish someone called in, but they didn't. But we got all a good right. conversation anyway. We get to learn more about you, the psychology of color, and uh, Fiona. If you are interested and uh, in someone's interested in your services, how do we reach out to you? My number is 403-966-5896, my phone number, so you can call or text me there, and you can email me at Fiona at stylebyfiona.com. Beautiful. Thank you so much, and I hope you have a fantastic day. Always a pleasure speaking with you and learning more from you. I did the black today. Thank you. That's great. Black is not necessary. So
Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. So you see, son, good manners are very, very important. Someday, many years from now, when you're a grown-up, you'll be a man. And when you are, you should be a gentleman. Do you want me to go through it one more time? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open for ladies. If a door's shut, then knock first. Don't burp, don't swear, don't speak with your mouth full, don't reach across people's plates, keep your elbows off the table. What table? And don't interrupt. While we're at it, don't stare, don't use foul language, don't call people names, but do remember people's names. Always share your toys, play nice, and cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze. On the bus, give up your seat to anyone who has trouble standing. Bottom line, treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council.